The horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. Hey, thanks for uh, joining us for another edition of Winning Ponies. I think you're going to find uh, this one very interesting. I uh, have uh, some uh, some great guests uh coming on with me we've got some excellent races to handicap up at saratoga uh including of course the uh grade one woodard stakes is it time to crown gun runner or is there an upset lurking somewhere in the field there um and uh, again we're going to be talking to uh gary west it's going to be one of the handicappers at Kentucky Downs, uh, the number one track rated by horse players, uh, the HANA, the horse player uh, organization, the uh, fullest fields and biggest purses in the country. But it's only five days. you got to get it while you can, and every race is on the grass. At the bottom of the hour, my friend Ed Meyer is going to join us, and we're going to go to uh, Saratoga and uh, look at the, of course, the Woodard, that's 750000 uh, going a mile and an eighth. And then there's also a grade one, the Spinaway. Now, that's for two-year-old fillies, and we've got a undefeated horse in there. And uh, we'll see if uh, there's competition for pure silver because separation of powers uh, looks to be very strong in there off a maiden win coming from the Chad Brown barn. So it's Chad Brown taking on the undefeated horse of Todd Pletcher. Then there's the uh, mile and an eighth Saranac. Now this race is uh, for three-year-olds and it's on the grass. Of course, uh, you probably heard about uh, Yoshida, who's now in the barn of Bill Mott. Uh, The horse was uh, bred in Japan. Uh, It's a uh, grandson of the great Sunday Silence, who was basically the northern dancer of Japan. And uh, then you've got bricks and mortar in there, undefeated Chad Brown. Unbelievable. What a meet he's having. And then one that's going to be interesting to handicap, it's the Glens Falls. It's a mile and three eighths, and uh, which is kind of an interesting distance. But you know what? There's several horses in here uh, that have actually won at a mile and three eighths on the inner turf. So uh, we're going to take a look at that. That's going to be my man, Ed Meyer, is going to help us with the Saratoga races. I know that he has been having a very good meet at the windows uh, uh, wagering on the spa. Well, uh, well, let's take a look now. At uh, of course, there's big races coming up all over the country. I'll go over the schedule here in a minute, but it is going to be another tough week for you cappers, especially with the Kentucky Downs races. I mean, when you see these purses and these full fields, this is value. This is opportunity. You want to be going there, but you don't want to go in blind. So pull down our easy win forms and. Uh, you know, again, we've had good one just yesterday at Saratoga. How about this? Two dollar pick six. It was a five of six that paid seventeen thousand four fifty eight. Of course, the pools are huge at Saratoga. We do okay at other upstate New York tracks. How about Finger Lakes? Uh, just two days ago at the Finger, fifty cent pick five, three thousand fifty seven dollars, and. Two days before that, a $1 super that paid $2,255. 
also had a slew of winners at Del Mar, three winners this week. So you want to pull down those easy win forms and get it while you can at Winning Ponies. All right, let's uh, take a look at some late breaking news this afternoon as uh, all of a sudden my uh, well first we'll go over the tv schedule um coming up on saturday you got uh, full coverage of the glens falls and the saranac on fox sports and then the nbc sports network is going to carry the woodard and the spinaway tvg will have the debutante stakes and the john maybe stakes from out at del mar of course it's labor day weekend so we got three days of big racing uh then on, on sunday fox sports network and T- tvg will pick it up saratoga live uh, tvg's got a lar- live coverage of the del mar derby and then on labor day Fox Sports is going to cover the hopeful stakes in the Bernard Baruch at Saratoga, and TVG will have uh, live coverage of the the Del Mar Futurity. Okay, here's the news that uh, I didn't want to bring you. If you watched the personal ensign, you saw one heck of a race, forever unbridled, caught Songbird. It was a heck of a stretch run. But they had questions about Songbird, so they brought her down to uh, to Cincinnati, to uh, to Lexington, to check her out. And sad to say, Songbird has been retired. They found some bone bruising, so in the interest of the horse, they are going to uh, back off. Uh, Songbird, and she's probably going to make one hell of a broodmare. Hate to see her go. Rick Porter's been a great sportsman. Thinking of uh, talking about great sportsmen, um, got a surprise guest for you right now, uh, gentlemen. I've got to know over the last couple of years. Uh, this week, I saw him win a, a lower level. Uh, claiming race at Presque Isle, and on Saturday, we're going to see him compete in the grade one $250,000 Woodard Stakes with me, Ron Paolucci. Ron, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, John. How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm fine. You know that. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, you know, I've I, I saw, you, you know what the recent headlines are about you, but you fly under the radar sometimes and you're doing something this week that I haven't seen get any publicity and you probably even don't even want it. But I did talk, see the Twitter chatter last night and people talking about you. And what they're talking about is a real life war story in that you have decided to get three war veterans up to the Woodard got them box seats on the finish line you're going to bring them down to the paddock and it's all on your nickel their flight their expenses uh their boarding ron that that's just fantastic well what gave you this idea you know i i can't remember what really gave me the idea but i'm one of those guys i i race like i live my life like i do things like this from the seat of my pants and i i was just i was driving down the road and i thought you know what let me do something good that, that can that can help promote horse racing and give something back to some people that, that you know. My whole thing is I think you got to give back. And these folks that fought in a war allow me to do what I like to do. And along the lines with a war story and even Gunrunner to, a, to an extent, because that's kind of like a war story, I thought, what the heck, let's, let's, let's put something out on Twitter, let's get three couples, because that, that's all I could really get into a box. That was all the combinations I could really get. So, right. I, I, you know, I didn't want to leave people out in the infield in Saratoga and say, hey, come out here. I wanted to make it, uh, <laughs> a life-changing experience for not only war veterans, but fan of horse racing. And uh, I had an overwhelming amount of, 
uh, of inquiries, and that's the hardest part about those things. How do you pick three? You want to send everybody, you know? It's And uh, two of the couples, two of the guys were, were honestly in tears when they talked to, to, to my racing manager. And, you know, just doing things like that, it, it makes my heart feel feel really good. And they deserve it. Absolutely, they do. I, I just think it's it's sensational. You make headlines for a lot of different things. I haven't seen a word about this in the national media. Uh, I, I certainly hope uh, you, you get your due because it's a fantastic thing you're doing. And uh, uh, bringing in three couples to Saratoga, <laughs> all expenses paid, is uh, not a cheap thing to do for sure, Ron Paolucci. <laughs> no, no. I, I actually, my... Uh my racing manager who was booking all this stuff was like, Hey, are you sure you're okay with this? This is going to cost us X amount of dollars. And I'm like, I don't care what it costs. You know, I, I, I want these people to have the time of their life. And, and the most important thing was to give somebody an opportunity that's never been to one of these kind of events, because I know prior to me actually owning horses and, and, and playing at a little higher level, sometimes I was them. You know, people always said one of the greatest things that ever happened to me, Winning the winning the Breeders' Cup was the next day getting to talk to Bob Baffert for an hour. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm like a kid, you know. It's and and I want to give those those people the same thing. You know, I don't know if anybody knows, but I think three years ago I ran a contest on TVG helped me promote it, and I had people write in and say and, and send me not the not the the people themselves, but a family member or friend write in and say why would somebody deserve to go to you know, the Breeders' Cup, and I got a lifelong friend out of that. A guy's name is Kevin Blankenship. He lives in Indiana. He still texts me every time I win a race. Congratulations, Ron. I'm proud of you, you know. And I changed his life. He got to meet Bob Baffert. He got to be in the paddock for the, for the Breeders' Cup, something he could ever never do. And his daughter wrote in and told me how thankless of a guy that he is and does nothing for himself and, you know, only gets to be a casual horse racing thing because he's always doing something with his grandkids. And to me, that was, you know, that changed his life. And, and, and I'm happy to be able to do that. Well, Ron Paolucci, I know that uh, you're, you're going to be in the headlines for some other things. I just saw a quick release from the racing forum. I don't know if we want to go there or not. But uh, again, only a field of five now uh, in in the Woodard. You have faced Gunrunner before. Uh, you've got uh, one of the Ortiz brothers in the saddle. That can't hurt you. Uh, is there going to be any, you know, changing plans or are you going to say, hey, you know, this guy knows what he's doing. He's one of the best jacks in New York. Just let him see how the race unfolds. Well, the one thing about War Story is he's a little bit different horse to ride. Some some horses you can put a guy up on a horse and just say, hey, go at it. Do what you got to do. Not knowing him, you need some advice to ride this horse to give yourself the best chance to win. And, you know, I don't really care about running third, fourth, fifth. I want to win. So we're going to employ the best strategy we can, which is if we break well, we need to be very, very forwardly placed. And when I say very forwardly placed, it's not on the lead, right on the leader's hip. So we got to hope that our conditioning and our stamina and our ability to go a little bit further can outweigh maybe some of the class that, that Gunrunner has. And that, that's, what, that's our plan. 
Well, Rampe Lucci, I want to thank you for taking the time. I know you're really busy and uh, getting ready for, for the for the water tomorrow, but I just want people to know uh, something else about you, uh, something, like I said, uh, has not been brought out in the press that, that you're doing. I only found out about it because I happened to be up on Twitter with you last night, and I didn't even get it from you. I got it from somebody else commenting on it, and, uh, you know, I want to thank you for the vets for doing this. You're very welcome. And I'm, you know, I'm always happy to do your show. All right. Thanks a lot. We'll be, we'll be rooting for you, Ron. Take care. All right. Ron Paolucci giving us a a, a quick call there on the uh, star line. But again, uh, you know, it's just too bad that, uh, that uh, songbird is, is going to be retired and, Another retired story. He's not retired yet, but we know we're always dreaming is going to go. And uh, the Derby winner kind of remember when they got California Chrome down at Windstar. They went, they went, went in partners, and uh, I'm sorry, uh, at TaylorMade and brought him in, and gave him a rest. Well, Windstar shipped in, always dreaming, uh, to Windstar earlier this week, and he's going to be freshened up. He's going to get examined by Dr. Larry Bramlage, make sure everything's okay. Of course, he's our Kentucky Derby winner, and, uh, you know, he just uh, hasn't uh, wowed everybody since then. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, uh, Elliot Walden, he knows how to pick them, and he said, we're excited to add another potentially breed-shaping stallion from the dominant unbridled line, which has proven to be today's preeminent classic sire line. So uh, enough said about that. Always dreaming. We're not sure when he's going to retire, but we do know that you can go see him at Windstar Farm when he does. Well, of course, headlines in the news this week, nothing about except for Harvey, and rightfully so. We need to uh, pay attention to that. Hurricane Harvey, of course, uh, affected the the horsemen down there and horse owners. And so uh, right now, Sam Houston is sheltering horses displaced by the Texas flood. Uh, It looks like they they escaped the worst of it, but they did put the word out there, and they've got got people uh, coming in. Right now, they've got 100 horses uh, on the grounds. It's free shelter for the horses that are being evacuated, and uh, like I said, they've put their number out there. If you go to Sam Houston, if you're listening to me from Texas, it's 281-807-8790. I'm sure you can find the number, and... uh, so, but if you do bring your horse up, make sure you bring a gate or some stall webbing because the track wasn't open, but they do want to make it available for the people there. And also, how about our man, Mattress Mac, the guy that ran Run Happy? If you've watched the national news, you've seen this. Mattress Mac, just unbelievable what he's done opening up his gallery furniture stores and letting these people that no longer have homes because of the flood come in there and make these people are sleeping on $3,000 mattresses he's bringing in food he he brought in so much food that they're overwhelmed and they're actually sending it out to other uh food shelters i mean it's just fantastic so a lot in the news i can't get to it all but i did want to get ron paolucci on and you'll be hearing more about ron because uh the 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 stewards at saratoga what i didn't bring up uh actually scratched a horse that he was planning on running in the race. The horse's name is Maybe, and uh, hey, they've been doing it for 150 years. Let's face it, the horse was maybe going to be a rabbit. We'll find out. You know, he, d- he did it uh, earlier in the meet in the Whitney, and uh, 
uh, to all of a sudden step in and say, well, you're not going to be able to start your horse. Last time I checked, we're still living in America. This will be a topic for later because the topic right now, speaking of Texas, we're going to bring in a guy from Texas. He's driving from there to Franklin, Kentucky. He pulled off the road to talk to us, and that is Gary West. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back with Gary. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me, a gentleman I like to get on as often as I can when I think he's going to be at a, at a, at a certain uh, place where they're having big races, and that is Gary West. Uh, you knew him from years back when he was a columnist for the Dallas Morning News and the Fort Worth Telegram. Uh, he's been a commentator on ESPN, CNN. Uh, he, he's uh, written, written a, several books, and right now he's going to be part of a big team that's going to be uh, heading up Kentucky Downs, something they found out. Uh, about him today, I said, I said, wow, I said, you're driving all the way to Texas just for five days to work at Kentucky Downs? And Gary said, hey, that place is so great, I'd be driving there even if I wasn't working. So with no further ado, Gary West, first thing I got to ask you is, did Harvey impact you in any way? Well, yes. Um, the the rain has been, has been torrential the last... Um, hour or so, and I'm, I just got into Tennessee, uh, and I was parked on the highway for two and a half, three hours. Uh, I don't know if the, if the highway was closed because of the rain, or, and I, I just saw a uh, state trooper who told me there was a manhunt that closed the, the highway for a manhunt. <laughs> I don't know what that's about, but anyway, so, so I'm way behind schedule, but that's okay. It's going to all be worth it. Um, when I get to Kentucky Downs, because it's one of the most exciting venues in America. 
Absolutely, and uh, you know it's without a doubt uh, in the teases I wrote. It's a it's America's most uh, unique uh, meat. Uh, what people need to know is, as far as value is concerned, I mean, not only do they offer the largest uh, average daily purses in North America. But they're keeping their takeout so low. Why wouldn't you handicap every race? I mean, you you know, handicappers are always talking about value. Well, my God, when the average field size is 11 and you've got horses coming from everywhere, I mean, there's a million angles and you know the payoffs are going to be big. You've been down there for several years, so I'm just going to take a step back and let you paint the picture. What if somebody drives their car up the Kentucky Downs for the first time ever in Franklin County right there on the Tennessee border? What are they going to experience? Well, if, if they're accustomed to going to the racetrack at a, uh, a normal venue, or I should say a traditional venue, uh, let's say Churchill Downs or or, or Thistledown or whatever, uh, any other racetrack, they, they won't recognize this place because, um, first of all, the, the oval is shaped um, like a pear. It's a mile and five sixteenths, all turf racing, and the crowd, it's, it's a very pastoral setting. Most of the crowd will watch the races um, outside on, on the, uh, the, the grass. Uh, they, they, they bring coolers. They have picnics. Now, there is a grandstand where you can, you can uh, you know, get a table and, and have some dining and that, that kind of experience. But most of the people who enjoy the races are down by the finish line, and, and it is unlike any other uh, racing venue in America. It's, it's very much a uh, European-style racetrack. So it's unlike anything, if you're a traditional racegoer, that you've experienced probably unless you've gone to the, the races in Europe. And, and it is... Without question, uh, the the best racing you'll find. I, I know, um, of course, uh, Saratoga and Del Mar continue racing through Monday. Um, so let's 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 set aside Saratoga and Del Mar for the, for the moment. But after Monday, it'll be the best racing in the country, um, bar none. And the reason for that is uh, you have uh, more than a million dollars a day in purses being distributed. You have more than, uh, what, 130000 I think it is now, that they're giving away to maidens. So you get some of the best maidens in the country. Some of these guys have been sitting on these maidens, these, these very, very special two-year-olds that are ready to run. They've been sitting on them waiting for an opportunity to run for $130,000 because this is like winning a stakes race. Somewhere else, um, <laughs> and the best racing that you'll find anywhere. I'm mean, just glancing at some of the names on the card. Uh, Hall of Famer Shug McGahee, uh, for example, is here. Bill Mott is here uh, with horses. Uh, Christoph Clements has sent horses in from New York. Um, basically, every top stable in America, with few exceptions, will be represented here at Kentucky Downs in, in the next uh, in the next ten days. And, and there's nothing like it if you like to bet on horses because it's an intellectual challenge uh, to figure out um, amidst this, this, uh, this com- confluence of talent uh, who's going to emerge a winner. It's quite a challenge, and the payoffs are extraordinary. Last year, the average winning payoff was $13, I think, 40 cents, and yet the, 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 the racing was very formful. In two of the last four years, I don't think any other racetrack can make this claim, and maybe ever, uh, two of the last four years, if you would just bet to win on the favorites, 
you would have made money. The reason for that is, <laughs> in an 11-horse field, the favorite might be 4-1 to one or 4.5-1. to one. Right. Um, it's really amazing racing, and it's a lot of fun. And if you like horse racing, you really owe it to yourself to get the Kentucky Downs. Now, you know, Gary, I know I've been in contact with my friend Jenny Reese. She said that uh, Corey Johnson's really assembled a, a good team of broadcasters and handicappers. But I sure don't envy you. From what I understand, you're going to have to post your picks on the website on a regular basis. Yes, yes. Uh, I'll be posting picks on the website, and it is a it is for a handicapper kind of a, a treacherous terrain because, of course, you have all these talented horses, and they're converging from from various uh, points um, on the compass. You know, we have horses coming in from from the east coast, a lot of Saratoga horses, uh, horses that are coming in from from Ellis Park, of course, uh, horses that are coming in from Indiana, some west coast coast horses, uh, Neil Drysdale brought in a bunch of horses last year. I don't know if he's here this year, probably. Um, so you have horses coming from everywhere. A lot of horses, of course, come down from Churchill Downs. They're training up there right now. So horses from everywhere. And to try to, to uh, comparatively uh, analyze those horses uh, is, is quite a challenge. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's what, if you're a horse player, it's what you love. Because, they, as I tell people, the tougher the race. The, the better the opportunity. And I've had days at, at Kentucky Downs where I've only had, had a couple of winners and, and had a po- pocket full of money because, of course, the payoffs are very, very rewarding. Yeah, and, and not only re- rewarding, uh, but it, it's, it's America's best value. I mean, rates of 14% on the pick five and 16% on win, place, and show. I mean, they're, they're among the lowest in, in the country. And uh, exact wagering, which is the second favorite bet in the country, uh, is only 18.25. Um, I mean, it's just phenomenal. Now, one thing people, I guess, have to realize is because of the rarity of it and because of the, the, the shape and angle of the track, um, that they're only going to race on Saturday and then September 7th, 9th, 10th, and 14th. I recall one year I was down there on closing day, and there were three leading riders, and they had all won three races. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it, – it, well – Talking about riders, you, you get a, quite a uh, an, an assembly of, of jockeys as well. Uh, Leperu is riding here, uh, of course. Florent Giroux will be riding here. The whole contingent from uh, Churchill Downs, Corey Lannery and and Brian Hernandez and that bunch will be riding here. Uh, Fabian Pratt came in from California. Uh, we're going to see some of the best riders in America at Kentucky Downs as well. Um, and you mentioned the takeout. I, as a better, I, I'm very, very aware of the takeout. And I think serious betters are because that is the cost of betting. That's the price, as you know, John. But for your listeners' sake, that is the cost of betting. The, the, the racetrack itself is indifferent to the outcome, which is why we as betters have a chance to win. The, the, the racetrack just takes a commission, basically, and that's a that's the takeout. That money goes to purses, the taxes, and, and the racetrack commission. The lower that number then the higher the, pay, the payout. So that at Kentucky Downs, a horse that would be, let's say, a three and a half to one at most racetracks will be four to one here. Instead of paying, you know, $9, um, he'll pay, he'll, he'll pay $10. 
Uh, and, and over the course of, of a day, or in this case, the course of a season, um, that is a significant difference in the pocketbook. When, when the profit margin, if you're a better, uh, might, might, might be, you know, might be uh, just a little bit. Uh, it, makes, it makes a big, big difference. And as you say, the takeout on the, on the exacta is 18%, which is the lowest in the nation. And and mo- most racetracks have a takeout of twenty twenty one percent on the exacta. That's a huge difference uh, in in the payout. So 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 the payouts are are very lucrative, very very appealing, and and combine that with the quality of the racing. Well, as I said, there's just nothing like it. No, and and and, and from a visual perspective, it's a joy to watch. I've been there in person, and I've watched it on television. And you know, you described it as pear shape. Well, the bottom of the pear is is the final turn, and but they kind of race, a, you know, down the back stretch, and then go out a little bit, and then there's a dip, and then those final. I'm going to say three or four furlongs, it's so long and it's a slight grade up that they actually have to have two cameras because the camera at the finish line would be too far away to shoot them coming out of the turn. Right. It's, it's the longest stretch in the country as well. And that, that second turn is a huge turn, and um, it, it allows horses who can sustain a move to, to make their move in the turn, and if they can sustain it to the wire, they're going to be very tough to beat. Um, but because the the stretch is slightly uphill, you want to be careful in making the assumption that stretch runners will always have the advantage um, because you, you have to be a, a very good horse to, uh, to make up a lot of ground going uphill. Um, and we've seen some very good horses at uh, Kentucky Downs. Tourists, for example, uh, won the, um, I think it was the uh, more than ready mile at Kentucky Downs, went on to win the Breeders' Cup mile. Um, we've, we've seen some outstanding horses make their debuts here and run here at the Big Hoffs last year, won the Kentucky uh, Cup, and went on to run the Breeders' Cup turf. Um, very good horses, I think, uh, emerge. You know, when, when when situations are demanding, the, the very good ones emerge and and show their talents. Well, like I said, from a visual point, it's really an optical illusion because you don't know how many times I thought I had the race won, and and all of a sudden I had to accept the reality that oh, that's the eighth pole, not the finish line. <laughs> right. Right. It, it, yeah. It's grueling. Uh, now, from what you've seen, I mean, the, like you said, the jockey colony is as eclectic as the, the horses. And obviously, there's going to be guys uh, like uh, Florent Giroux that are going to be riding up at Saratoga this week. There's probably some Del Mar jockeys, and they're finishing out the, the big meets there. Um, and all of a sudden, these guys might come on the scene for the last three, four days. Um, what? In your experience from down there, have you seen a jockey that's maybe figured it out better than somebody else? Well, the last couple of years, um, Florent Giroux has has been exceptional. And, um, of course, he's a European jockey. uh, And this is uh, the kind of course you would think uh, would play to his strengths. And, And it certainly does. But I've noticed over the years that, um, uh, this this course 
um, rewards experience, and that is true of horses, and it's true of jockeys. And the jockeys that have won races over this course, like Laurent Giroux, uh, Leperoux, Corey Lannery, Brian Hernandez, those guys who who have uh, ridden over this course for years, I think have an advantage over the guys who are just coming in and are inexperienced over this course, because it's unlike, particularly for the American guys, unlike anything they've seen. And, again, horses, I think, uh, um, have an advantage if they have some experience. Last year, uh, I think there were 35 or 6 horses that made their debuts because we have two-year-old races. And, as I said, some very exceptional two-year-olds. But of those 35 or 6, only one first-time starter won um, at Kentucky Downs. Now, the year before, there, there were a couple of them, and uh, one of those, Aeroforce, went on to uh, get beat in a, in a photo in the Breeders' Cup. But uh, um, I think even for the horses, experience is, is very valuable, and, and the course rewards experience there as well. All right. Well, we've been talking with Gary West. Gary, I can't thank you enough for driving through a rainstorm, sitting in traffic, pulling off the highway uh, to talk to us. Uh, I I hope uh, that when you get back to Texas, everything's high and dry. And I wish you nothing but the best down there at Kentucky Downs. Thanks so much. It's always a pleasure to speak to you. Oh, John, it's my pleasure. Thank you very much. And you have a great evening. I will, and I'll be tuning in to his picks and looking for him on the air. Uh, Like I said, I think they've got at least four different professional handicappers uh, down at Kentucky Downs. And uh, with that said, we're going to go from Kentucky Downs uh, to the ancient elms of Saratoga with a man that I so much admire. That's right. It's Ed Meyer. He's going to be joining us here on Winning Ponies. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com
You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me, the most popular guest on Winning Ponies, the man that used to sit behind this microphone. He handed the baton to me when he got too busy at other racetracks. The one, the only odds maker, race caller, and writer, Ed Meyer. Steady Eddie, how you doing? John, it is a pleasure to be on with you. How are you, my friend? I'm I'm okay. Well, I, I I know you tuned in at the top of the show, and uh, you've called uh, many many horses in the Looch Laundry over the years, uh, including Horse of the Year Mo Don't Know in Ohio. Uh, the the one thing I I threw out there, but Ron didn't want to bite. I know you know about it. Is the fact that the New York stewards are not letting him enter? Maybe as a pacemaker in Saturday's Woodard Stakes. Now, guys have been employing rabbits since racing began, as far as I know. And, you know, I was around 150 years ago, so I've watched a lot of races. (laughs) And, uh, you know, know, I know you're on top of this story. What is your read about it? Three letters. Wow. I'm not a steward. But and, I'm, and I don't even play one on TV, John. But I have to say, in my humble opinion, some bounds have been overstepped here. I, I say kudos to Ron Paolucci for not even bringing this up. Not even, he, he was, I, I caught the, the part, first part of your show, how he talked about the veterans, how excited he was. Moving right on from there, John, I, I think this is a black eye. This is just another, what do you mean? It, are the stewards now handicappers? Are they track handicappers? Are they public handicappers? Do they determine who runs, who doesn't? Yeah. I mean, rabbits have been employed, as you said, I know for for a great many of decades, if not since the beginning of time, to soften up the speed so your closer has a shot. It happens week in and week out. It happened last weekend. And you know what? It's not against the rules. There's no bumping, no, nothing, nothing wrong with this. I am surprised this is going on, and there's not more hullabaloo about it. Well, Ed, I got a slight feeling there will be. Now, I saw that David Grinning, I believe, filed a story uh, from the Daily Racing Forum. He, he's a great writer, and uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people are going to bite at this and go, what? So you guys are going to determine who's in the race, even though they paid their fees? I mean, you know, let, let, let's... Uh, you know, let's look at look at it this way, Ed. You know, he put uh, the uh, the horse in the uh, the Whitney, um, Cautious Giant. Okay, it, it, he paid twelve thousand dollars to put Cautious Giant in that race. For finishing sixth, he won twenty thousand dollars. Would you Would you drive to Saratoga for eight thousand bucks? <laughs> you know, John. Oh, Everything about Ron Paolucci I've liked. 
I've been intrigued since the very first time I saw the Luch Lime Green on TV from Thistledown and all points elsewhere. The guy supports the game. He honestly, and David Grunning did a remarkable job with the story, and it was actually, I saw popped up uh, yesterday at 3 o'clock on the DRF site, and I, and I gravitated right towards it. He did a remarkable job flushing this out completely. And it seems to me that Ron Paolucci was actually informing the stewards to let him know what he was doing. The man is on top of the board. He wasn't, he's not a braggadocious, you know, look at me type of fellow. He supports the game. He, he actually backs it up with many runners on the track. And they, and they run from everywhere from Belterra Park to Saratoga. And, yeah. and you can't ask for a better owner of the game. I am just, I, I have to admit, I, I just I step back and take a big day, deep breath and say wow that I and I hope this actually stems a lot of positive things that can come of this. If there's anything positive, please let it come of this. No more negative black eyes because I, I think that I, I think the article actually kind of begs the point of what do you think? Well, you know, and, and and you talk about Ron taking the high road. The last quote in David Grenning's story was. I'm not trying to make a mockery of the race, Paolucci said. I love the sport, and I don't want this to be the headline for the race. You know? What so a guy. He's just if on. we could actually and, duplicate owners like that, John, the game, the, there may be a gross spurt in the game that's, uh, that's exponential. I, I, to, to take a stand back, and you know what? Personally, he may have, he may have taken a shot in the chops, but he's not going to let it be the defining word about luch racing, and he's not going to let it be the defining word of the weekend. I, I say even more kudos to, to Ron Paolucci on that one. I think this article is actually going to have a lot of people scratching their heads and asking the question, what is going on? I, I, I don't know. I mean, it was, it was, it was news to me, and, uh, you know, I, I contacted him uh, last night uh, on Twitter because I saw what he was doing for the, vet, for the vets, and then we got talking this afternoon. This is before I, I even read about the Grenning thing, and he started telling me this story, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Last time I stuck my head out of the window, I was still in America. Are you crazy? <laughs> and he said, no. he said, nope, that's what happened. So anyhow, well, we'll, move, we'll move on to another subject, but it was just funny that he had a chance here on an international platform to air his laundry, and he had enough class not to do it, and, and I love what he's doing you know, uh, f- for for the vets and that that, it, that he's footing the bill. I, mean, I think I might join the army tomorrow and see if he can get me the Breeders' Cup. So. Pretty, pretty pretty cool, and 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 it's even just one more reason to actually be a fan behind the Luch Lime Green. And wait a minute, and they also have hot pink because Nikki, my darling, wears the uh, the neon hot pink, uh, and I absolutely love that color as well. But big fan of Ron Paolucci and Luch Racing Stables. I also love that horse, and if anybody's listened, put that on your horse to watch list. Guess what, Ed? I heard she might not show up at the breeders at the Best of Ohio Distaff. She might be going into graded stakes company because he's got those other two nice three-year-old fillies. So it'll be interesting October seventh to see who shows up at Belterra Park. In, so, in fact, it would. And whatever's best for Ron Paolucci, I support. Would I like to see it? Well, heck yes. But uh, if he's got bigger and better plans on, and and John, and I have to say kudos for the catch on this to actually catch up with Ron and you know and to have him on your show I mean you know you you have a great you have a great rapport with all the owners and the trainers and the people in not just Ohio racing but I mean in anywhere in the country and beyond so I mean I know kind of fun. I, 
I was able to, to, to get the, the odds maker, writer, and announcer from Belldower Park tonight. How about them apples? I mean, it's only going to cost you a Diet Coke. <laughs> It'll cost me more than that. I know that. Anyhow, let's let's go to the Woodard. I mean, let's face it. The only horse that Gunrunner has lost to the this year is a horse by the name of Arrogate, last year's horse of the year. Has Gunrunner ascended to the crown? You know, one would actually think that uh, that is the direction. <laughs> that, that is the direction. Ever since coming back from the Dubai World Cup, and that's March 25th, he came back from Dubai, and he ran a beautiful race against Arrogate. And, you know, sometimes you come back from Dubai, and it just takes a little time. They call it the Dubai Bounce. Well, the Dubai bounce didn't apply to a gun runner. Wins the Stephen Foster handily by seven under under wraps. It's a shrugged off challenge, and then and wins the Grade One Whitney at Saratoga by five and a quarter. You know, it says driving, but I don't think uh, they even got near the bottom of Gun Runner. Asmussen, Florent Giroux, they're two for two at Saratoga. I think Gunrunner, and actually, this is really getting to be pretty exciting for me, that the gun is actually, he's looking for that, uh, that Del Mar date that he's going to be having here, and he's going to be going to the left coast, and I think this is only going to be uh, maybe one of the finishing touches we'll see with Gunrunner, maybe another after this, and, and then right on to the Breeders' Cup. Yeah, and of course, uh, you've got the guy that was inducted in the Hall of Fame last year, Steve Asmussen. Uh, I'm looking at 100-plus buyer figures in its last eight races. Uh, he is going to be well sought after when he retires. Uh, owned by Winchell Thoroughbreds, my guess is he's probably going to be in a stall next to Tappet at uh, Gainesway when this is all over. Well, listen, I know we want to handicap some races. We're, Ed, we're passing on the break, but before I get to, to, to our next three races, um, we got a few minutes. Uh, wanted to uh, get your read on the Traverse Stakes West Coast jumping up and winning this one i was there in 1982 when runaway groom beat the three triple crown winners and now we got mikey smith and west coast uh jumping up and and winning the travers uh from flag fall to that's all what was your uh quite frankly i think i rapped should have been moved up to second i thought he got cut off by gunavera what was your read on the travers well, first off with West Coast, uh, I mean, Mike Smith and Bob Baffert winning, I mean, no big news there, because these guys can do it anywhere at any time. They, they are the dynamic duo. But actually to go from uh, out from California on over to New York, I, I think is even a big thing. But, but I, guess, I guess from a better standpoint, how many Bob Baffert horses do you see pay $14? West Coast was ultra impressive. Didn't race as a two-year-old. You know, so there's no two-year-old foundation there. And, but every race that I've watched of West Coast, John, it has been better and better and better. The Los Al Derby, it, in fact, they may call into question of, okay, who exactly did West Coast beat there? You know, it is, you know at this time of the year, was it such a big deal? West Coast did exactly what he needed to do to win, and in my opinion, I won't say just did it really just handily or easily, but it was just workmanlike. It, it really, I don't think it even began to touch this runner. I think this is going to be pretty exciting watching uh, West Coast just evolve into this monster. It seems like Bob Baffert, about this time of year, 
unveils a new monster. If he were the Dr. Frankenstein of horse racing, in fact, he's just pulled the cover back and say, voila, here's another one coming your <laughs> way. And West Coast is a monster. Well, I got bad news for all of them. If, if they're pointing to the Breeders' Cup Classic, <laughs> there's a horse that's going to run on Saturday by the name of Gunrunner that's, uh, that's going to be awful salty. All right. Well, in uh, the time remaining, let's do a little bit of handicapping. Uh, it is going to be 9, 10, 11, 12. So you got to pick four, of which I know you've been very adept at picking fours of lately. So let's move on to the early leg of that. And it is the Saranac, grade three, three-year-olds, but restricted to three-year-olds going a mile and eighth on the grass. I think uh, the, the, the horse's most of interest are the undefeated bricks and mortar and uh, a horse that's always been right there that has never run anything but turf out of the Mott Barn, the Japanese-bred Yoshida. Yoshida is... Is is quite a nice runner. Actually, the the Hall of Fame was a was a was a super effort uh, after bobbling at the start. And and Irad Ortiz actually has a has a really strong presence in the saddle. Yoshida is one to be feared. Uh, uh, hearts cry from Japan. You know, by Sunday silence, John. I mean, once again, you've got some regal bloodlines here. Windstar Farm and and, and Bill Ma teaming up. Irad Ortiz on the grass. I mean, I don't know what else you could say besides yikes. But I am, I'm kind of enamored with bricks and mortar. Now, I went back and I watched every race on replay from February 18th at Gulfstream in a maiden break. Joel Rosario has been aboard all four times. Four for four, the son of Giants Causeway. In the Hall of Fame, it's a grade two event in Saratoga, of which where they're going to be running the Saranac. I think this actually fits. We're going to go a mile and 16th to a mile and eighth. I don't think this is going to be a problem whatsoever. Chad Brown's only winning 27% up there. And he and Rosario... On the 36% win club, bricks and mortar all for me. Let's chalk up another one for Chad Brown. You know what's amazing is bricks and mortar absolutely knows where the finish line is. If you look at his wins, a mile and uh, a length and three quarters, three quarters of a length, a neck, and three quarters of a length. My guess is when Joel Rosario says go, he goes, and he knows right where the finish line is. I mean, he's a son of Giants Causeway. Uh, certainly a mile and eighth is within his grasp. And he's he's another one that obviously Chad Brown knew from the get-go. This is, this is a turf horse. He's going to love the grass. In, in fact, you might be right. Bricks and mortar. I, he might be one of these. You've heard about these runners. They kind of start looking around like, hey, where's everybody at? When they open up by two or three. And, and, and it really takes a skill for rider. And, in fact, you've got that with Joel Rosario. He's got bricks and mortar figured out that, you know what, i got to get him right there at the wire at the right time, and he delivers like the pizza man. Bricks and mortar, eight to five. I, I think if you get anywhere near that, I think Yoshida is going to take a lot of action at the windows. I think you'll get every bit of eight to five on bricks and mortar. Well, Yoshida was favored over him in the Hall of Fame last time. What's what's crazy, Ed, is Bricks and Mortar has never been favored in a race, and he's never lost a race. The, the losing part, we, we can understand. And, John, he may not be favored this one. I think Yoshida might get the nod right back. It's it's going to be really tight. I think you'll see every bit of 8-5. to five, And if, if I can get that, uh, this might be a single in the pick four for me. Ah, that's good. Well, okay, I'll, I'll be by uh, for a treat from Burger Brothers if you get it done. You got uh, it. 
<laughs> Anyhow, uh, let's see. That was the ninth. The tenth race, uh, the grade one spin away. Did pure silver scare everybody out of this race but separation of powers? You know, I don't think... Uh I don't think it scared really anybody away. In New York, I think they, they, they like it rough and tough up there, and they're not afraid to, to mix it up whatsoever. I, with separation of powers, in my opinion, you have one of the best speed riders that I've seen in years, and that's Jose Ortiz. He's very skilled. He's a skillful closing rider. He's a tactical rider, but he is excellent on speed. He won by 11 links out last time. She did. Excuse me, this daughter of Candy Ride John. Separation of powers, getting the Rail and the rail's winning. It's the hot place to be, winning at twenty-one percent. That's going to be a nightmare already with separation of powers on the rail and pure silver. We're going to see a ding-dong battle, but I think pure silver has that little bit of tactical ability to lay off maybe a half a length and maybe play chase and not get too far away. Johnny V aboard for Pletcher once again, and and three for three. I'll tell you what, this is going to be an exciting race. That goes without saying, but it, you know. My great fear here is, is this might set up for somebody like Lady Ivanka, who actually can sit off the pace with Irad Ortiz and as strong as a finisher as he is. But if, I, if you put me to a dollar or a donut test, I'll end up with pure silver at even money. Yeah, and, and I can't blame you because really, when you go back and, and, and watch those races, uh, th- this horse uh, had trouble in his last two starts at the start, but still made the lead and still ran off. Well, uh, our... Um, Man, Mr. Widener is telling me we only got about five minutes left. So uh, we already covered the 11th race, uh, which was the uh, the uh, Woodward. So the anchor on the uh, the pick four is going to be the Glens Falls. It's a grade three at, at kind of a weird distance, a mile and three-eighths on the inner turf. But what's interesting is, is there's several horses in this race that have won at a mile and three-eighths on the turf. The way I see this setting up, Ed, and I want to get you to chime in on this, is I, I see this as class versus current form. And what I'm going to tell you is Harmonize, out of the Mott Barn, appears to be the class, has been racing over her head a little bit in grade ones and grade twos. But you've got the top three coming out of the gray three way of stakes, and they're sitting on good current form. You know, Harmonize, who's won $707,000, hasn't hit the board this year, but these horses are, are rocking and rolling, but yet at a grade three race. How do you look at a race like this? First off, I think you brought up the really golden question. Actually, when when I was when I was on hold, Gary West brought up a really good point about Kentucky Downs. He said, "I give the nod more to to recency form and experience." And John, a mile and three eighths is something you don't see that that often. And I think this comes in to be a rider's race. I think a lot of trainers, they I'm going to say at this level, they, they all come prepared. But I think this is going to come down to a rider's race if all is even. With me, I'm looking for a runner that, that maybe took a mile and a sixteenth and closed, a mile and an eighth and stayed a little closer, a mile and three eighths under a tactical rider for a man by the name of Shug McGahee. And once again, I'm back in the Jose Ortiz camp. I love War Flag at three to one. 
This is st- third start off of a layoff after coming in from Shanti from France, and you've got Lasix both times out, raced at Monmouth Park. It's, it's a very nice daughter of Warfront. She's five for five in the money on the Greensward. In greatest stakes, Shug wins 14% of the time. Third off, he's strong, and, and actually she's been backed both times out. I'm seeing Ortiz to have a real push button here that he can go a little closer if he needs to, he can drop back if he needs to. But I don't think he's going to get really disconnected from the field as well as he knows the turf at Saratoga. I see Warflag actually being about three to four out of it in just waiting, and Ortiz will pounce. Well, you know, I, I, I love your analysis, and uh, I don't have any odds in front of me. Do, do you? I mean, what, what, what's Warflag's morning line? Warflag is, uh, is three to one right now. Okay. Four flag is three to one. There's a field of nine and uh, three to one, and that is the lukewarm favorite. Seven to two is Harmonize. And again, that's that's the class edge with Bill Mott has not hit the board in four races, but over her career, the daughter of Scat Daddy has won over seven hundred thousand dollars, and you know you never know when when Mox going to win a big one he's done it many times you know his hometown now is saratoga he loves to win in front of the hometown crowd as does johnny v who's riding at a 26 percent clip and that's higher than jose ortiz and i'm trying to look real quick to see i rod riding at 21 so johnny v is the leading percentage rider at uh, at River Downs. So as hot as the Ortiz brothers are, you can't you can't dismiss Johnny V. Ed. Oh, why heck no! And but I, I won't make an excuse. But the Ortiz brothers, anytime there's a big race, they bowl right out. They've got more frequent flyer miles in uh, in one year than we'll have in three lifetimes. Anytime there's a big race, their services are called upon. But John, I got a little runner that might complete your exotics. I know you like to bet and box them, and that's number seven, Sarandia, nine to two, Junior Alvarado, for a trainer by the name of Peter Schergen from Germany, ran in the Grade One Beverly D. This one will be coming from way back. You'll see Sarandia right about the top of the lane. You know, her, her, her efforts will be called upon then, but that might complete your exacta. Yeah, and she is uh, a horse for the distance. Eight starts at the rare distance of a mile and three-eighths, five victories. Well, Ed Meyer, thanks so much uh, for joining us tonight. Uh, it's always great having you on the show. Uh, I, I lo- love listening to your race calls, love listening to your handicap analysis, and I want to thank you. Thank you, John, and best of luck to all your listeners. And be sure to check in with Winning Ponies this weekend because they really rise to the occasion when the big numbers are on the table, especially these marquee weekends. Thanks a lot, Ed. Okay, well, this is a big weekend. Don't forget, opening day at Kentucky Downs, we talked about the value. We talked about how much money you're going to save making your wagers. And I want to thank so much Gary West. And I also want to thank Ron Paolucci and give him a salute for bringing those war veterans in uh, to Saratoga on his nickel. So for those three guests and my producer, Matt Widener, I'm John Engelhart. Thanks for joining us here on Winning Ponies. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network.